Hey guys, this is uh, History Podcast. My name is Junha. Junho. And Sungman. We're going to talk about the Treaty of Brest-Litovsk and the Treaty of Versailles and try to compare and contrast them to understand how the World War One came to an end. So, Sungman, can yeah. you enlighten us with some of the articles that were seen in the, uh, the Brest-Litovsk? So... We, we just we just looked at the original, the trip itself, something interesting in articles, and so we tried to like talk about the article and why this article was established for Germany and yeah, so the inner part of the treaty we talked about a lot of it, and especially the Soviet Russia's consequence we like we tried to like know about why why the treaty had to be signed in this way and yeah. what affected to be like this way so yeah uh and you know you t- you thought that the treaty of president talks was signed or postponed because the russia thought kind of you know disturbing or m- might weaken themselves oh yeah because in january trotsky um, like the with who is like the head of Russia delegation kind of persuaded the government to leave the war but also not sign any peace, peace treaty at the same time so he kind of tried to postpone all the treaties well I think their main objective was to not sign anything in in, in fact but unfortunately they were weak they were getting weakened from the civil wars and the revolt and as a result they signed the treaty in march which i think could have been better if if it was signed in january yeah like russia had the economic crisis and the russian revolution which kind of i guess exact um i guess it was kind of unstable for russia and might have wanted to end the world quickly to renovate its empire back Yeah, I think the treaty seems a bit rushed because, well, the Russia lost a lot of territories, especially some, well, core territories, territories which allowed Russia to, well, explore this ocean and, well, take a lot of grains from, especially Ukraine part. So mm. those independent countries which inside the Brest-Litovsk was quite critical for Soviet Russia. It was kind of inevitable for them to sign them because their military uh, kind of lose their power in the Eastern Front and German growing back. This session, I also think that this happened because Leon Trotsky was well, well-organized military officer, so he could like estimate that he, his well, Red Army could not really struggle against German army. And I think that I think the change of his well perspective just occurred the March Brest Litvosk. So that's it. But actually he did not really I think that he did not really well consider about those a lot of independent countries because it's it's because his ideology Trotskyism doesn't thinks that the continuous communist revolution will happen throughout the world and spread communism. And in that, in this meaning that even though the countries were independent, if they could be communists, then they will return to Soviet. And he thought that 
Trotsky thought that it will not be that problem after mm. those independence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, after the Treaty of Brest Litovsk was signed, Russia decided to give territories including Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and part of Poland and parts of Ukraine. And the growing sense of anti-Bolshevik sentiment, which were like the, com um community. The, the political factions that were emerged after the revolution mm -hmm. contributed to the Russian civil war that were happened in the later days. I kind of have something that I'm not really sure of. Mm. The first objective for postponing the treaties was definitely not signing them eventually. But, but from the source I read, it said they kind of wanted propaganda from the from the fact that they're talking about the treaty. So, but mm. I'm not really sure like in what kind of aspects they were trying to make propaganda and make influence to people. Mm. The difference between January's treaty and March's treaty, I think is Ukraine and Finland because those two independent countries was, well, not, not written on January's one, but on March's one. So in this case, I think if they could make a propaganda about it, then you can say that that those German oppressors or like suppressing the communism and maybe they should well continuously make a revolution and that's quite Trotskyism. And if if you say about propaganda, then I think it's well used to well, reinforce those morale of Red Army and. Yeah, if they kind of use that, then they'll say, they'll say that they'll, they should revenge on Germany. And before that, they should well, finish the inner problems like civil wars or uprising of minor ethnicities. Mm. Right. Did that help you with the understanding? The <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Let's move on to Treaty of Versailles. Mm -hmm. well, well, before the Treaty of Versailles was formed, there were the armistice of 11 in the November 11th, 1918, then the peace conference at Paris in January 1919. And so what we call as the big three were in the conference to establish the treaty. Mm -hmm. uh, Sami, can you tell us about the Woodrow Wilson's idea? Uh, so, so Woodrow Wilson, as you say, president, he will use 14 points to well, talk about those conference. So he, he didn't want peace and he kept, well, tried not to well, overwhelm Germany from, by this treaty. Mm. Because, because and in this case, if they will crush German economy, then it'll, it'll, it, will, it must occur a bad situation on Europe's economy itself. And this also could affect America because America was quite reliant to European economy. So, America, in case of not to well crush the economy and will mm. make make them resilience, so to make them recover, so they did not really wanted harsh treatment, and also mm. they they their first objective was to well destroy those barriers between those trade routes. Right, the fourteen points famous for showing a bit more lenience than the German, mm -hmm. and by doing so maybe the. Wilson's idea was to make Europe be more reliable or more relied on to America. America yeah. 
Right, and the French one. French one. The tiger. Yeah, Clemenceau. I I actually thought that Clemenceau quite looked like looked like a tiger, which has no hair. Yeah. I I think it was quite similar. It's <coughs> like you know the top the sighting and. Yeah, bit too old to be a tiger. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to be a tiger. Yeah. Okay, then it was quite an awkward conversation. So French had some dilemma. So after one war, the Franco-Prussian war, they they lost so big, and they still had some emotion of revenge towards Germany. So as as French and also the Napoleonic well. Nostalgia quite quite strong in French country, so they tried to well, punish Germany very harshly and well get back to Napoleon state or mm. or back to those those com- those situation before being so French was quite terrified from Germany and quite right. also there was well concerning about the revival of Germany so. Mm. French objective was to well, I mean, kill Germany as possible. So yeah, like their their um insecurity, mm-hmm. especially in the land, the Rhine Rhineland, yeah, which, yeah. which lies in the border of Belgium, France, and German, they they wanted to secure the land and demilitarize German so that the further attacks would be incapable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that since the mo- like the motivation for the harsh punishment of Germany. Mm-hmm. Was like from their his historical reasons and kind of their emotional reasons. That doesn't mean like Clemenceau did not really think carefully and calculate things about mm-hmm. like the yeah. outcomes yeah. afterward. It's true. He so he just pointed out the harshest thing he could talk about. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so maybe he was a tiger for his war policies, not his yeah. not his appearance. And we got the Lloyd from UK. Mm-hmm. So his opinion was, well, it is hard to say that it is his opinion, but it's obviously UK's opinion mm-hmm. of well, numerous traditional opinion that he tried to United Kingdom tried to well manage the balance of power on Europe. So in that case, UK did not want to. United Kingdom did not want to. French to be so strong and also Germany to be not so not strong. So they tried to well, make it make the situation back to the war and and also the and so United Kingdom will try to well well in strengthen their influence in Yeah. So like the social factor was more bigger and mm-hmm. Lloyd's decision. Yeah. So not his decision but UK first deci- her decision was so strong mm. and well, although he's, he was like, he was not that harsh to Germany, but he had to be a bit harsh because because that all the wars were quite well in treaties, they, they had to took more economic ways, not those yeah. territories. So it, it's kind of different judgment that United Kingdom want. Actually, I think if, if it were UK, then the blaming thing would be stronger than actual punishment. Yeah, like in terms of the economic and social status in German, they they were they were like unstable, cause due to the demilitarization mm-hmm. of German and the rise of November Revolution, uh, which was in nineteen eighteen, 
you know, it, the house shortage, food shortage, including the Spanish flu that contributed to having an unhealthy social life amongst um, German, it, it was indeed like indeed inevitable for them to sign the treaty. If you look at the status during the during the time, um, I think well, Sungmin mentioned about like him representing the UK's idea, but like one of the source I read, like the UK citizens were really kind of mad to Germany, mm. and they wanted like rewards after the war because they they because of course like the Allies would have considered themselves as victories mm-hmm. so so Lloyd George promised Germany would pay like I don't know if this pay means like economically or or any like like um first territorial yeah but yeah. but it's, but although like Lloyd George definitely knew destroying Germany was mm-hmm. like not a good choice since it would result in like many possible different bad outcomes mm. but from the fact that he promised Germany to pay maybe maybe only the Lloyd George was kind of like representative of UK but not the citizens mm. well to talk a bit superficially he actually took some colonies from Germany especially mm. like Samoa and the, the Namibia in Africa but well I, I also think that the it, it was the maximum thing that he could do because well as i said that united kingdom will tries to will maintain the balance of europe itself and if if he will try to make it make it pretty harsh then they, he have to will allow france to actually take some territories but if in that case then it will, will just break the break the power and french will might france will have so much power in and for that case then it's not. It is not actually good for United Kingdom because, it, because it, because that makes United Kingdom's influence in Europe very weak. Mm. So perhaps maybe he was just big, He was just saying that Germany would pay, which mm. but then it was just a like promise to people, which is not really kept. Yeah, 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 yeah. it it because he had to well stop French, French hegemony from happening because well we had Napoleonic War. And France was not actually also well quite free from those well pan European well crush, and that that's why United Kingdom had to well choose between, and then UK just chose to well leave them and leave them stable as possible, and that's happened. So so that's why there was no that enormous territorial difference on the on the mainland of Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, having that in mind, um, now, now let's look at like the terms of the Treaty of Versailles. Mm-hmm. So, one like to read out some main terms of the Treaty of Versailles. So they established League of Nations, mm-hmm. and Rhineland was demilitarized. Saar was given to France for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Large areas of Territory was lost, like Lorraine, Eastern Germany, Danzig, Polish Corridor, and some colonies. And forbidden, the Germany was forbidden to unite with Austria. Mm. Their military was restricted to 
100,000 men, six battleships, no submarines, no air force, and they were responsible for war guilt, and Germany had to rep make reparation. The famous one, the yeah. Article 231. Yeah. So, thinking that, like, do you think everyone's, I mean, pretty much the big three's opinion was really reflected on the terms, or maybe it was, on, was like only reflecting the one side? I think it fairly covered those big three's idea, because mm. If you look at the formation of the League of Nations, Woodrow Wilson wanted the wanted the formation of the League of Nations, and and the reparation seemed like pretty much of a Clemenceau's idea, and and the United Kingdom to control control yeah. them, yeah. <laughs> Demilitarization of Greenland, like I have previously mentioned, trying to uh, cover up the insecurities that France had. Yeah, maybe in, in that case, maybe maybe France's idea was much more the Treaty of Versailles, mm. if you really look at it. Um. Well, the thing is that if, like, Wilson was that careful and to kind of make 14 points before the, before making the treaty, mm. like, could it, could, why did they not think about the consequence of making Germany feel the war guilt because it's definitely a source of revenge, I think. Mm. And the USA would, wanted no revenge from Germany. Yeah, well, the, I think USA was well aware of having or, or making this certain one country and blame it for all who could be another source of the war. And, and because of that, he did provide the 14 points. But the um, previous armistice, the emergency of 11 that was formed in November, it, it kind of ignored uh, Wilson's idea of 14 points. And Treaty of Versailles is like at least having part of, part of his idea. So maybe in that case, the, 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 the Treaty of Versailles did, did have the awareness of, of having another war if you, if you keep blaming to one country. So you guys think like the treaty was kind of fair, right? I think it's kind of fair to com compared to another, well, well, treaties that had to, well, other central powers to, like, for example, like, Treaty of Rosan to Turk, the Ottoman Empire, which just devastated the whole territory and divided to, well, colonial empires. And St. German to Austria, which just made the big, big Austrian empire to small, small Austrian, Austrian government. So compared to that, I think German, the Treaty of Versailles at least saved the mainland of Germany. And mm. yeah, it just seems not that important, that strong. And also compared to Brest-Litvosk, it's not that devastating, I say. Yeah. Mm. So you think the Treaty of Brest-Litvosk was very harsh? Yeah. Because yeah. Because the Treaty of Brest-Litvosk just will, will just will, denies the chance of growth to Russia because, as I said, that Ukrainian land is all, it, it's almost every well, foods come from and those land, especially Finland and those Baltic countries, the, the that land just allows Russia to will. Access to, actual well ocean which is not already. 
which is not well always so cold or icy. Uh, mm. In that case, it just it just will traps Russia from Western land, and that just will that's that's the most will devastating consequence to well Russia for the treaty, but. Well, on Versailles, no, I don't think so. Then why do you think that the Treaty of Versailles was perceived as so humiliating or so unfair to Germany? So the point is that the Brest-Litovsk is the treaty of well, ending the war and compensating, but the Treaty of Versailles is more well, more focused on well blaming Germany for the war itself. So, is it? I think the point which German did, did not really try to obey this treaty is that every world guilt was to was in Germany and that was not acceptable since everyone knows that this war did not really actually start from Germany yeah <laughs> which is ironic yeah they're blaming the whole cause for it was German yeah yeah definitely and like things like the, the fact that Europe historically they kind of valued like the reasons for war mm-hmm. always they they always announce like the reason for declaring the war and they had a file fight like i think this kind of historical context like kind of gives the europeans and the is in this case german um to feel humiliated by having the responsibility for the war and and therefore they might have felt that it was a diktat, which is a term for dictated peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe, maybe, maybe I think it wasn't really that harsh of Germany. Like they, they, maybe they could have felt that if, no, if there was no propaganda or articles yeah. saying that it was a humiliation because people like Hitler, they, they, they made a lot of propagandas saying that like they should make revenge yeah maybe thinking back then if there were no propaganda and if there were restrictions on them maybe the Weimar Republic could have controlled them better Mm. I also think that if they had well well the blaming article was not that strong if 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 it were not that strong, then I think it would it would not be used as propaganda, and the Weimar Republic would last a bit more longer than that. And I also think that it might well avoid war too. So, mm. yeah, could avoid further atrocities. Yeah, and although although it had war, I think it ha- it would be happened mainly on Asia, not Europe. Yeah, maybe sometimes this kind of shows like disadvantage of the. I would say democracy because mm. the Weimar Republic couldn't really do anything on the new parties I mean they kind of did but but like theoretically they are democratic people so mm-hmm. they cannot restrict any like, freedom of speech mm. so they could lead on to our last discussion how is treaty really necessary in terms of ending the war? Like, even though the Treaty of Versailles was formed, yeah, yeah, they were nothing. They were never really kept. Happened. Yeah, because yeah. because from the armistice, the pre- Treaty of Brest-Litovsk was not like was kind of cancelled, 
and Treaty of Versailles was not really kept by the Germany. Yeah. In fact, they got help. They even got the help from the USA. So maybe like this kind of shows like treaty is not really necessary. Yeah, but, like, but if you like, really want to look at the truth, our world is still hmm. making tons and tons of treaties, yet still repeating the same mistakes over and over again. Mm. Perhaps, perhaps an alternative method of ending ending some kind of dispute is required. Yeah, it's really funny because because history is a subject that is that that insists that we should learn from past, but apparently like no politicians or presidents have learned from past. I think actually we're learning bad things from past, like yeah. how how to use self determination as a world goal. <laughs> Really doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, in a more more malicious way. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they should come up with more imposing things, documents rather than treaties. Although, diplomatically, treaty is like promise between the countries. Sure. But still, if they want to do something and make them keep the promise, then there should something imposed more. Because, for example, like treaties between. Korea and North Korea. I mean, was it really a treaty? But I don't know what they they were keep saying that like they will yeah. struggle to keep a peace and meet. Yeah, they they actually did not really like concerned about those treaties, especially especially some announcements which made by presidents. Yeah, so so that like that case, if treaty does not really be well executed from those countries, then it will be a very big problem too. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I hope you guys could learn, uh, and do not doing the same thing over again. After doing the same our, thing again now. No, <laughs> our our podcast could help them to be aware of the recurring system of our, yes, in a bigger point of our life. I think we'll put an end to it today. Thank you guys. We actually did it yesterday, but it all got blown out. So yeah, that's why you're repeating things. Yeah, yeah we did repeat things time. again. And this was Jinha, Jinho, Sungmin, and this was our podcast. Bye.